All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Above the Ice and Into the Numbers. Yet again, a one-take intro from your stud host, David D'Amico, with your boys, Christian and Julian. I'm amped. We've been seeing some pretty cool stuff on our hockey team recently. Let's get right into it. Austin Matthews, 51 goals in 50 games. He is better than your favorite hockey player. Let's go. Greatest leave of all time. Let's get right into it. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop you there. I actually learned a cool thing this past week. I never knew this about the NHL. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, the season is only 50 games. So anything <laughs> that happened after those 50 games just doesn't count. So yeah. unfortunately... And anything that doesn't happen at the very beginning of the season is invalid. Yeah. Nope. N- no injuries. Like, those that those don't count. If you miss those games, you miss those games. Too bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> done. Sorry, Matthew. I'm sorry. sorry. It's not any 50-game span. It has to start from the beginning of the season. Connor yeah. McDavid, all the points he scores in the in the last 32 games of the season, they don't count towards the Art Ross race no. at all. Only up until the first pitch. I, <laughs> I don't know how people didn't know that. I don't, I don't know why we games. Like, why are we playing these games? They don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. There's been, honestly, there's been no change in the standings at all in the past yeah. two months. I mean, in the um, east, you're yeah. right. at least the East for sure. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Um, but I wasn't ne- necessarily surprised. People are going to do whatever they can to take away fun for Leafs fans, even <laughs> though it's all we have is <laughs> please literally let us have this regular season success right now. Uh, but yeah, Austin Matthews, man, like we, it's, it's strange because he's gone on heaters before, but I don't know if I've ever seen a guy like just be this dominant. Yeah, he's he's on another level. It is something special to watch. Um, like even seeing the pictures going around with uh, Rick Bive and them having conversations and and showing the flashbacks and everything. Like it's just so. I think I think the biggest thing for me is like every single game you're starting to hear something new that Matthews has broken in Maple Leafs history, and I think that's why we started to ponder the question: like, is he one of the best Leafs of all time? Is he the best Leaf of all time? Man, after after his rookie season, he was one of the best leagues of all time to me. For real. Like I, I think he's like at least top two, if not the best. Like he's probably he's probably the best. Every goal he scores is a historic goal from here on out. I mean, again, yeah. the Leafs history. It's not like we're talking about some crazy like other like top no, ten players in the league, like five of them are goalies. So really, like what are we what are we doing here? I think he's by far the best. Yeah, I mean, our, yeah, exactly. We we got like Jimmy Bauer. Turk Broda, Curtis Joseph, and then Matt Sundin and like Dave Keon. Like yeah. I think I think Matthews is uh is at least approaching Keon. Like let's give him some credit here. Yeah, I, I think I think if Sundin had brought, I mean there, he had a little bit of playoff success with the Leafs, but if, if if Sundin had brought the cup to Toronto, I think you have a little bit of a tougher argument there. But um so nobody's done that in the past, you know, if they past century Toronto, <laughs> the best leave of all time. Like, I don't care. Whoever whoever scores the goal that wins the Leaf of the Cup is the best Leaf of all time. I don't care who it is. Kyle Clifford. <laughs> well, I'll Watch. tell you what. If it's 5v5, there's a very good chance that one of Matthews, Marner, or Michael Bunting will be getting that point in the Cup Finals. Let's bring that up real quick. Um, 5v5 point scoring. Number one, Johnny Goudreau. Mm. Number three, Matthew Kachuk. Two, four, and five belong to Matthews, Marner, and Bunting, notably ahead of Leon Dreisaitl and a couple spots ahead of Connor McDavid. Michael Bunting, 
really should be number two in the Calder debate. Definitely. I don't, I don't, I really don't know if you can take away from a reed cider at this point, but man, bunting is like, yeah. I mean, Julian, you were saying it yourself, if he finishes a top of the points, like he has to be minimum nominee. Yeah. And I understand the argument, like look who he's playing with, but at this, at the same time, it's like, we talk about why bunting came to the, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we said he needs to fill that Hyman role. And he has done that. And then some to a different degree. I, I And for less money. Like, you think about what we were going to have to pay Zach Hyman, and I know a lot of people were disappointed to see him leave. But Bunting has been phenomenal. It's, it's to me, the best line in hockey in the last two to three months here. Um, I know that's up for debate as well, but... Between them and, and Calgary. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's much debate outside of them, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, yeah, this it, it's been exciting. I... I I'd probably say like either that I think that Tampa game was, was definitely my favorite as of recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the Dallas game was fun. You know, I thought Scott Redwood was just gonna dude that should be one of those games. <laughs> they and were that, playing uh, oh. a big win against the Montreal Canadiens. Um really briefly, let's let's group aside. Uh, I mean, if we are gonna, especially gonna talk about the Calder, Paul Caulfield. This kid has been a different player under Marty St. Louis. Um, yep. I think his second goal of the season was scored, like I heard in like no, February, and the kid's approaching 20 on the year. So man, like, it, when you really break it down, the call to race is honestly deeper than uh, like the base stat show. I, I think like it's really been a three horse, two horse race the whole season, but this kid is, I mean, he has to have put his name at least in the top five consideration. Well, I think what I would hope is that they just send them back down to developmental. So we don't have to, <laughs> we just don't have to witness it because I <laughs> like, man, he's got a scary shot. Yeah. Cole Caulfield breathes air and Montreal Canadian fans act like it's the next, like we're making the playoffs. Like it, it's, it's, it really, and I understand the Leaf fans kind of do, does that with like Austin Matthews, but come on. Like <laughs> he's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like relax. Okay, well, what if he was French? What? What if he was French? Oh. oh dude. <laughs> dude, game over. It is done. It's probably the greatest person of all time, let alone hockey player. Um, you guys see he smiled in that one video when they were taking pictures? That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Did you, see, did you guys see he signed a fan's hat that had uh, Team Canada on it, even though he's not Canadian? <laughs> what, a, what a kind soul. Nobody else would do that. No, no, that's not my country. I'm not signing that. I've heard of a lot of players doing that, denying that... people signing. <laughs> you know, Jonathan Quick once signed a grilled cheese sandwich, but I'm sure he wouldn't sign a tune carrier hat. Who would do that? Cole Caulfield is the representation of a true leader in this league, and and we're just gonna have to accept it. No, in all serious note, he he has been a stud since that poaching change but let's let's get into into the toronto maple leafs um quite a solid run as we were looking ahead at the schedule a couple weeks ago we obviously saw i mean it's still there we're pretty much only facing divisional opponents uh and all eastern opponents for the rest of the year and yes pretty pretty solid outing i'm gonna slightly ignore the 5-1 blown lead to the florida panthers I think all these fans, like, this has been the least concerned about a blown lead fans have been in a very long time. And just because of how good their play has been 
outside of that and how competitive they've been with top teams, especially the top teams that are in their own division. Um, Jack Campbell is back and he's been solid for the most part. I would say Um, that Dallas game. I honestly have a hard time blaming him for any of the goals outside of the first one. Yeah. Where it was like that kind of fluke Sagan in between the legs. That Pavelski tip, I don't know. That was ridiculous. Who's yeah. stopping that? And the Klingberg goal was a complete defensive breakdown on our part. So, and you know what? The team looks different in front of Jack Campbell. They look a little more comfortable, a little less scrambly. So it's, 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 you have your starting goalie back, man. And I don't know if there's much more we can ask for. Um, and Peter Mrazic is away from the net. Yeah, I hope I hope he's healthy and getting better, but we we have Jack back. And, and I think the key point you make there, David, is the team being different in front of Jack Campbell, especially like if you watch that Dallas game and up until that third goal went in, the second period of that game was some of the best hockey this team has played throughout the entire year. They were dominant against the Dallas Stars. And if you can play like that, I think the biggest thing for me as a fan has always been, why can't the Leafs play three full periods of hockey? And we're starting to get more games where they're playing at least two to almost three periods. And a key difference is like, we've seen the Leafs dominate teams like that, but it's it's against teams like the Habs, which have been like the first team eliminated from playoff contention this season. Dallas is in the, the heat of a playoff race. I mean, we discussed it last episode. They they're need to play their best hockey to compete. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was a team that really needed a win. I mean, obviously they got away with the point, but we kind of just popping around for the most part with, with Matthews, but I think it was about 10 shots on that before he got that goal. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He broke his like record for shots in a game or something. I, um, I wouldn't be surprised. He's kind of throwing everything in the kitchen sink, hoping it would go in. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and not a cushion, but we have gained some separation between ourselves and the Bruins and Lightning. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Because I know like you're both very adamant on either finishing first or fourth in the division. <laughs> so I don't, like, this doesn't exactly shape up too well for us. Uh, Christian, what would you say is like your playoff hopes right now? Like who are your dream matchups for this team? Uh, man, that's tough. I mean, I see people yeah. saying like, oh, I want to play Boston, whatever. But you want to play Boston until you're up 4-1 in game one, and then they just take out like three of your best players. Yeah. So then you don't, you don't want to play Boston. At least Tampa, they'll play hockey against you. That's the thing. Like, if you lose to Tampa, you, you'll lose because they played better than you. If you lose to Boston, there's more shenanigans involved. There's going to be more games where you want to punch your TV afterwards. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, winning wise i think we have a better chance against boston but me as like my mental health i'd rather play Tampa. <laughs> i think i agree with that chris because i would say the dream matchup would be Leafs finish first and then we get to play washington who finishes in the wild card spot but um if we're looking more realistically i i'm going to say what I, I said a few podcast episodes ago the biggest thing for me is that the leafs just maintain home ice advantage going into the playoffs that we have a better chance if we are playing at home most of the time, especially those first two games. And yeah, kind of what Chris said, like I think our better chances are against Boston, especially because you do not want to play the best goalie in the world in the first round of the playoffs. However, um, for mental health sake, <laughs> it might be better to play Tampa. Man, like I like Taylor Hall as a player a lot, but that last game against Boston, like when he threw that hit, I really just like, I don't even know what I wanted to do. So 
Yeah. I mean, imagine if someone marsh hands or something, they just do something in the playoffs, man. Like, I do not want that. I mean, it could happen with Tampa, too. We saw, we know Kucherov's like an underrated, dirty player, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs against that. I was going to mention. Columbus. But I don't know. I just feel like they have less of that than Boston. Yeah. This is Boston, TD Garden. Oh, I hate that place. Yeah, Tampa, like when they're down, Tampa plays hockey to come back. When Boston's down, they just start injuring people. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, well, suddenly they don't have a first line to compete against. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. And they get no penalties for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, we were saying this before we were started recording. It is very hard to analyze anything Toronto Maple Leafs playoffs related because. Like, there's no stats that can back up voodoo and witchcraft and just watch first franchise. <laughs> like, there's no, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be rubbing a rabbit's foot or something just to help out our power play. I don't even know. When, when Jay Fresh release, releases his voodoo cards, then I'll buy those. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'm willing to move on from the Leafs a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the Metropolitan Division. Yes. Uh, very interesting playoff race heading into the final couple of weeks of the season. We have the New York Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes competing for the top spot in the division. And we have Pittsburgh and Washington sort of very, very close to each other. Washington's only four points back, uh, two games in hand uh, to steal that divisional spot and push Pittsburgh to a wild card spot. So very interesting shaping up here. How do you guys think this is going to turn out? Um. I personally think that the Pittsburgh Penguins will hold on to their third spot in the Metro. Um, I know they have had recent struggles, but I don't see that continuing in the last 10 games, uh, especially after that big win over Nashville. I think Carolina and Rangers, there's, they're not going to be touched. I think Carolina is still going to finish first, although the Rangers have been phenomenal in their last 10. I think for the most part, it stays the same in the Metro, though. How about you, Chris? Man, looking at this, like, Tampa or Boston, like, roll through this division less than 11 games at this point. Like, I, I think that's honestly what will happen because, man, like, I, all these teams, they have, like, major flaws. Like, Carolina, I think we know what it is. I don't even have to say it. <laughs> Playoff ready. It's not happening. It's not. I don't think it's won't. happening this year, man. No? no? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. In we'll Carolina, see. In Carolina, this is very different. Yes. Yes, agreed. Okay, but Carolina is also a team that – like loses the Boston and Tampa in the playoffs religiously. That's so true. Boston, is like, <laughs> honestly, Chris makes a lot of good points. <laughs> Freddie loses the Boston in the playoffs. Carolina loses the Boston in the playoffs. Freddie, Freddie hasn't lost, but you know Tampa's hard, and Carolina, you know, yeah, and, it, they have lost and then Tampa. the Rangers. There's not as many power plays in the playoffs, so Kreider won't score any goals. <laughs> Dude, he has like 26 goals on the power play. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, 25 power play goals. Pittsburgh is like my best hope out of that division, but I mean, they don't have to play the Islanders this year, so maybe they'll win. And then Washington, Washington's kind of washed. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't see anything wow. good about that team. Like, Tom Wilson's good. That's it. Like, that's why I, I really want the Leafs to take that top spot. Like, I, I, I know we lost to Washington, but that was five years ago. So, no, I, I agree with Chris. I don't think Washington is that great. They have no true starter, if we're being honest here. Ilya nope. Samsonov, like, has not been as advertised. Nope. Since, like, his rookie season. I don't think Vitek Vanacek is exactly Stanley Cup run material. And they really do not have a lot of depth contributing to their team outside of 
I'm not even looking at the team stats. I'm going to guess OB, Kuznetsov, Wilson, and Carlson. Yeah. Those are probably I can't name any other players besides those and Backstrom. That's it. Nick Backstrom. Nick Backstrom. Right. So, yeah, that's it. I guess they have math that too is pretty good. But other than that, pretty sure he's been injured. He has, but I think he's back. Okay. But yeah, he's been good. So you're kind of right. See, I think especially with the Metro division, we kind of always, especially with Pittsburgh and Washington, and we talked about this earlier in the year about how we say this is the year that Pittsburgh and Washington don't make the playoffs. So this is the year that it's over for the Crosby and Ovechkin era. And that just hasn't been true. But I think for real this time with uh, Washington, I think this is the last year they make the playoffs. Um, And I think next year and possibly the year after that, uh, they're going to have to get into rebuild mode. Why do you think that? I disagree. Okay. Personally. I I think like most of the core that's carrying the team right now is locked up. I think they're going to have like playoff contention for the next couple seasons because I don't know. If they if their management necessarily is the foresight to uh, blow it up and start a rebuild, okay. Like I just can't see who's patching them. Like for, for me, it's just I I would like to think that New Jersey is going to get better in the next few years, and as well as like Detroit, I think they're going to be much better than they were this this year. They they, they weren't even that bad this year, and I think they'll be better next year. And Buffalo. <laughs> Guys, New Jersey needs another first overall pick. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's all they, that's need, all they need. That's, that's all it. they need. That's it. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. I, okay. I don't really see a lot of teams, yeah, from behind coming. Like, the Blue Jackets, I really don't know what's expected from them. They, yeah, they've not, kind of had zero goaltending this season. It's kind of tough to compete. If they had goaltending, the I think they'd be a lot better. Like, they would be a genuine, actual better team. If they had a hmm. See, they have like good prospects coming up, so like maybe, but I don't know. Columbus is one of those teams. I mean, they they beat us in the playoffs, so I really can't say anything. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I don't really consider Washington to be an elite threat no. in the playoffs. Pittsburgh's a different story. Yes, yes, very much so. They still got very much that. Kind of like they could go on a run, I think. They've been slipping recently. They've been losing some very important games. Don't get me wrong, but like Sidney Crosby, you know? I still agree with what Chris said earlier on the podcast um, with Pittsburgh making a deep run. I think it's very possible. Um, I definitely see them coming out of that first round. It's they're They are a scary team to watch. The biggest issue for them is really just their blue line. But yep. I feel like that's always been the kind of question for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, Chris Letang has, has rarely had help outside of uh, Sergei Gonchar when he was still in the league. Um, real quick, I want to bring up you guys saw what Evgeny Malkin did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to Mark Borietsky. Uh That is a suspension. 100% minimum two games, right? Without a doubt in my mind. Yep. Austin Matthews got suspended. That better be a suspension. But it, it wasn't all four games, so it doesn't count, unfortunately. Only, yeah, only true, it wasn't it wasn't outdoors. <laughs> point. It, was cold. it hurt more. <laughs> I guess it's cold in an ice rink too. That was a stupid thing to say. But it's well, I, I was it was freezing at that game. So that must have really stung. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but Malkin should very much get suspended for that. 
Like, yeah. he, uh, this is a big, big moment for the league for me. Um, like, you know, a semblance of consistency from a billion-dollar organization would be nice. Would be nice, in my personal opinion. I don't know about you guys, but I uh, like, I like consistency from billion-dollar organizations. <laughs> it's consistently evil or <laughs> consistently good. Um, the Hurricanes take on the Rangers tonight in what is sure to be a fantastic game because yes. only two points separate them. Um, it's yeah, probably going to depend on whether or not Carolina takes a bunch of penalties, which I doubt they will. <laughs> um, man, the Rangers are a strange team. They really are. I don't trust them in any capacity outside of Igor Shosturkin and that power play. I, I genuinely think that their playoff success will depend on how well their, their goaltending is. Um, and how I many mean, calls they get. Yeah. It, it, It'll be um, – I, I think that's the thing about this Metropolitan Division is that it's very unpredictable in terms of – yeah, like, like I think we can all kind of agree t- to some point that Florida at least makes second round. Metropolitan Division, I have no idea how that's going to end up. Like, hell, even the Capitals could steal one maybe unless they play Florida. But um, anything in between to me is – like Pittsburgh could easily beat Rangers, my mind, but – yeah, I don't know. The big threats to me in the Metro seem to be the Hurricanes and the Penguins. If the Penguins can can find a way to to get it all back together before the playoffs. Chris? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm probably putting my money on the Penguins, but again, I'm putting my money on number of teams. I think the yeah. Atlantic team that gets into that bracket. It's gonna, it's gonna mess them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's been the benefit about having being in such a tough division is it's genuinely such a slugfest in the top half of the Atlantic. And it, there have been some playoff atmosphere games recently. That Florida game was massive. We know the Tampa game had big playoff atmosphere. Um, I feel like like these teams are just like kind of beating the hell out of each other and really like sharpening up. Like, yeah, I'd argue all four of Florida, Toronto, Tampa, and Boston are more complete teams than at the very least New York, Pittsburgh, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Think about it this way. Whoever, like, comes out of the second, third in the Atlantic, let's say it's Toronto. Their, their like, matchups are going to be Tampa, then Florida, and then maybe Boston in the third round. It's like, ridiculous. That's a tough run. And then whoever you got to play in the final after that, if you make it through, we won't. But I'm just saying. And, and that's the thing, because I, I used to say to, my, like, myself, you know, I really do think that an Eastern team, possibly an Atlantic team, wins the Cup this year, which very well could happen. But like you just outlined, Chris, you think about the path you have to take in order to get there. And if a Western team has an easier time playing less games, maybe a couple sweeps here and there, they might be a little better prepared in the Stanley Cup final against a team. You know, let's say Boston makes it, but hell, they had to go through Toronto, Florida, and Tampa to get there. So, and, and I like, I guess the question is, especially with Colorado, like, are they actually for real this year to make it to that Stanley Cup final against? I like Colorado. I, I wasn't really in on them last year. I do, like, I don't think, I mean, I, th- I think they're definitely poised for the best run they've, they can have. If you look at that blue line, yeah. oh my God, there's at least eight to nine NHL caliber defensemen they could use. Um, and they, they've also had incredibly underrated seasons from guys like Val Nishushkin. They have a very deep forward core. 
it's it really dependent on if if they are going to choke because they, they kind of have in recent seasons. I can see a team like Minnesota, who's very high energy, plays that physical game, yep. um, kind of coming in and stealing a couple games, maybe throwing them off the rhythm if they do get a playoff matchup. But, I mean, who's who is Colorado slated to face in the first round? Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. I think they eat Dallas alive. Unle- unless Dallas passes Nashville. Then it would be Nashville and Colorado, which would be I think Nashville hell of a chance. I think Nashville has a good chance against them. I think Nashville's a different story. Yes. Because Colorado are the Western Leafs until they prove me wrong. Like, I don't know. I just do not trust them in the playoffs, especially like they've had the benefit of the doubt of easy first round matchups. But mm-hmm. after that, like, what's like a tough playoff series that they've actually won in the last like five years? I can't think yeah, of one. You can they lost against the Sharks. Yep. They lost against Dallas. They lost, they against, lost against Vegas. Yeah, those are all tough playoff matchups that but okay. The Sharks season, the Sharks didn't make the finals either. That wasn't the year the Sharks went to the finals. Um Dallas did end up going to the finals and Vegas was lost in the conference finals. Yeah. So I mean, other than Dallas, yeah, these aren't exactly the teams that go on to win the cup. I the the competitive series, but yeah, yeah, but you're not, you're not. They're not playing the St. Louis Blues before they go on their cup run. I think the scariest thing is that Colorado having home ice advantage, being twenty eight four and three at home, is unreal. So I think having that home ice advantage is going to play to them so so well, especially because that you know winning that first series might come at a, a four nothing, four to one type, uh, you know, series. But I think. I was just looking now. I, I can't believe uh, Vancouver is only six points out of the wild card. I, I just realized that now. Um, it, <laughs> and I don't know if Vegas is still going to be able to make the playoffs. They are 7-3-0 in their last 10. I think Vegas catches the Kings easily. I think the Kings are done. You think? Yeah. Vegas is only two points back with a game in hand. I don't know how Vegas has a game in hand on anyone, considering – they at one they point, played all the games. I thought they already played all 82, if I'm being 100. honest with you. I thought they were statistically Man, eliminated. It would be tragic if LA lost. They've, they've been in the top three of that division all year. Yeah, Vegas is poised to catch. I did not realize this. This has been insanely close. Yeah. Oh, that is rough. Poor Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore. I need to see him go back in the playoffs, man. He hits okay. big players. Um... This is uh, kind of this is kind yeah. of weird, but like it's 2022. At what point can we just do one versus 16 playoffs? Like, huh. do we really need conferences in the playoffs? It would be kind of cool. To I see want to push back on that, but I, I I do I think we all agree conference to conference would be so much better than what we have. Or I don't... like thir- like third round swap like they did that one year. Like yeah. that'd be fun. Because I, don't know, I want to see more like creative playoff matchups. I'm tired of like Carolina and Washington for the sixth year in a row. Like, yeah, I, Carolina, Minnesota. Give me Colorado, Boston. Like, it's gonna be fun matchups. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened, but I remember after like I think it was right before COVID. Actually, um, there was talks about the league returning back to the conference style of playoffs, but that never came to fruition and. I don't know when that's going to change or how that's going to change, but please. Like, it, it, it's not going to change, but. It's I mean, sad. I would like it to. 
be cool if it did. So it won't. <laughs> so it won't. That yeah, I, I mean, I miss a lot of stuff that the NHL used to do. I kind of miss that the All Star Game used to be the team that won the cup against a bunch of all-stars like that was fun i miss the old west and east blue and red jerseys yeah uh, i miss the draft for this yes i miss yeah i miss, i think that we're just all talking about all-star games now that we miss i miss the old nhl logo um, <laughs> i miss uh i miss how they used to bring out the three stars in the old nhl games they don't do that anymore Sucks. I got a genuine kind of final question. Okay. Go. Does Austin Matthews get 70 goals? Yes. I mapped this out. He does. He does? Yeah. All right. You mapped it out. Lay it on us. Okay. So here. Where did I put this screen? There you go. There you go. Okay. So what he needs to do is one goal against Buffalo, okay. two against Washington, two against Ottawa. Zero against the Islanders, one against the Flyers, zero against Tampa, one against Florida, one against Washington, three against Detroit, and one against Boston. <laughs> like that's not terrible. Like he could do that. So like for he could more, do that. More or less, he's got to get at least a goal per game. To yeah, shoot. but like he, so can he, get he some needs a goal game. He can get some okay. games with zero, and he can get some. He gets two. two. Yeah, yeah. I see I at least one more uh, hat trick. Like he's sure. literally been goal per game. For the last 50 games. For the last 50 games. It's been over a goal a game. So, to, yeah. The last couple of games, he's close. He's just going to be shooting the puck every 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He's the last player to score. really only going to be giving him the puck. And teams like Buffalo and Ottawa and Detroit can't compete with that. I think he's going to get a hat trick as Ottawa, to be honest. He probably, I like, hope he does. I hope he, I hope he shoots 15 shots in each of man, the games. And what if he gets 67 goals? No, man. No, no. I think, do I think that's the perfect number. <laughs> I think that's the curse breaker. Oh, my God. Maybe. See, it might be. <laughs> but 100, when was the last time we, a Leaf has had a 100-point season? Um, I'm going to check that right now. Sundin? I don't think he even had one. Gilmore? Probably Gilmore. It can't, and Chuck. It, it can't be Gilmore 93. Oh, my God. It's Gilmore 93. Wow. I mean, Sundin didn't Okay. Maple Leafs. So here's... Yeah, go. Here's what's interesting. There has not been a player... Um, With 60 goals and 100 points since Alex yeah, Ovechkin. Well, not, not even that, but to score 70 goals since the 90s. Probably Brett Hall, if I had to guess. I believe it was... Tino Tawani. Oh, maybe. That was... No, actually, that was late 80s, I think. It was McGillney. Was it? McGillney? Oh, probably. That one year on Buffalo. Yeah. Solani's in there, 92. Yeah, McGillney, well. 92, 93, 76 goals. Wow. That's pretty good. But Solani, 76 goals in 77 games. Wow. Not a goal a game. Okay, here, here's Matthews the thing. Can beat him. Next year, does Marner win the Art Ross? You know, it's. I was going to say for, for a quick second, because I was looking at the stats again, um, kind of crazy how he's only nine points behind Matthews um, and has an opportunity to catch some of the, the people that he, he just – If he didn't. played 82 games this year, he generally – he would get it. And Matthews yes. would be like around three, like right behind McDavid. Yes. 1993-94 was, I believe, the last time a Maple Leaf is at 100 points. 
and it was Doug Gilmore, 111 points. Wow. And we're going to have two this year. Right. I mean, probably. Yeah. Most likely. I mean, I mean yeah, Marner, Marner, Marner will get it. If Matthews is hitting 70, Marner's going to get 100 points. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate the regular season with all of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Been fun. But I can't. Well, that's, a, that's the thing. These last like two weeks of the, the last two weeks of, of, of the season are going to be fun just because we're going to be like, how many more can Matthews get? Where, where can Marner? Where can I, don't know what you're, I don't know what David's saying right now, but I feel the exact opposite. Like, this feels like the last few weeks of summer before you start like school and not like <laughs> university school, which is like, <laughs> like before you start like a high school year and you're just like, I have three more weeks of this. And then whatever awaits beyond i don't know what it is and we know because all i'm doing is looking at whatever awaits beyond because okay because it's been five straight years of fantastic summers just the best (laughs) summer the best summer right of sunny every day no clouds i'm skiing at the cottage it's a great time and then first period of class on the first day the teacher just walks up and just hands me an F um, on a test I haven't even taken yet. That's what it feels like, Chris. That's why I can't look forward to it. Because I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm gonna get a failed test. Something I had nothing to do with. I'm gonna get a failed test. I'm gonna gonna feel terrible about this failed test that I had nothing to do with, but I I was there. The good news is, unlike school, it only lasts about a week and a half. See and, and and not excited. Here's here's what pisses me off, right? Is that like at the Amazing. end of the day, we like at the end of the day, we do the podcast, we follow the Leafs all year round. And what I hate come honestly playoff time is let's say the Leafs actually do make it past the first round. You're gonna have so many people that were like, Oh yeah, I've been watching the Leafs all year. I knew they could do it. They're the same people that were like the Leafs are gonna be eliminated in the first round. I think it'll just be so much elation that it won't. Man, I, I don't I, care. I, I, won't, I won't care. Just hopping on the bandwagon. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Um, like that one game against Columbus, it's the last thing to end it because we're almost out of time. That one game against Columbus where we came back, I, I didn't sleep that night. I was on my phone the entire night looking at like NHL comments. The, the night we won, the game four. Yeah. I was looking at comments, watching highlights. If we win a round or God forbid the cup, I don't know what I'd do. So Dude, this city, if the, if we win the cup, like the city's gonna shut down. Like oh, it, we win the cup, I'm flipping a police car. <laughs> I'm warning, I'm flipping a car, I'm going on the top of the CN Tower. <laughs> but uh I mean even one round, like just one round. The bar is so low. All good. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Above the Ascent to the Numbers. Take care, everyone. Have a good one. Uh,